welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt. With me, as always, is my cousin Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you? Spectacular. How are you? Uh, if I was any better, I'd be the man sitting in between us. And uh, with no further ado, I'll let you introduce our next studio guest in the Rum Dum Studios. <clears throat> so with us is a man that uh, I met when I was 14. And let's see, I'm uh, 58 now, so that's... It's a long time. However long that is, uh, <clears throat> no. But uh, I, so I met Steve. Steve Snodgrass is with us. Steve Snodgrass, ladies and gentlemen. Steve, Steve Snodgrass. I'm good. I think if if I was any better, I'd be y'all. Oh, <laughs> I like that. We never got that before. <laughs> no, no. Are you from Kentucky? Tables have been turned. No, I've just I've spent nope. enough time in South Carolina now He's at this point. Like, yeah, yes, it's, you've got the y'all down. Yeah, you, you can't you can't uh, you can't go into people's offices without talking about like their fishing trip and their mom and them. Oh yeah, mom so. and, how's mom and them doing? <laughs> oh, that's good. So. Steve, we are going to take this podcast and we're going to we're going to get to know you a little bit. So the first thing I want to say about Steve if I can. <laughs> Steve was the very first follower of the Nosebleed Sports Podcast before it was the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. We were uh what were we? Chris and Adam on sports, then we were Capcast and then uh and then I think then it turned into the nosebleeds, right? Something like that. I'm, I'm we were, pretty sure. We were throwing around names yeah. all the time. Steve was on like the very first one, uh, the very first, the very first follower of the podcast. So we appreciate that, man. Yeah. So you know, not living in uh, in Ohio or specifically in Cincinnati anymore, and I've been away um, since about 2002, 2003 time frame. And I haven't even been back for a visit in probably you know four, five, six years. So getting uh, your uh, version of what's going on in Cincinnati sports is probably a, a more relevant uh, <laughs> take for you know somebody who grew up in Cincinnati and can appreciate uh, some of the woes that you know, Cincinnati sports fans go through we go through quite a few quite a bit of woes is right good timing on that right now too <laughs> the bangles with the bangles which we can get into so uh coming from that so are you from what took you to north carolina is it north or south south south, south. where are you at in south carolina so i'm in columbia columbia what are you doing down there so i'm oh, uh, you're you're not in south carolina you're in columbia i'm in columbia south carolina yeah kidding. yeah wrong <laughs> little that's columbia there you um go. <laughs> So I'm uh, active, active duty army. Active, all right, yes. Uh, all right. So I've been in. Uh, it'll be 20 years in March. Wow. Um, so you're about to retire then. What do they? What do you put in? 25, 20, 25. So I've I've got some like straight National Guard time. So you know the one week in a month, two weeks a year yeah. uh, time in there. So I've probably got, um, at the very least, I've got six years left before I can retire with 20 active duty years. Um, the long-term goal just for you know life and plans and how all those things work out is they're probably just going to have to push me out at some That's point. That's the way to <laughs> so, Especially like, if you're in the Army and you're like sitting behind it, I don't know, unless you're like on the front lines, you like going out every once in a while, catching up on some uh, <laughs> on some sand in the, in the, in the you're desert. You're going out with a shield, like just deflecting bullets. Yeah, I totally yeah, see so, you like Captain America out there. Like Everybody's in camo, and you yeah. come out in like this blue tights. With a it's very close. With a star on it's your very shirt. close to that. Um, 
No, so I I uh, I sit behind a desk. I do stuff on things. Um, stuff on I things. I do stuff on things. Yeah, so I, I mean, uh, this is, is this one of those you got to say stuff on things because you got like seven clearances <laughs> that you got to go through. No. top secret stuff. No, so I have a I have a fairly boring job. I do uh, data trend analysis for force force health protection. So I keep track of basically people's ability to deploy medically. So somebody else does their training, somebody else does their personnel piece, somebody else does, are they legally allowed to leave the country? Um, and then you and then got the, I got, how, how healthy are you? How healthy are you? Whew. I'm going to tell you what I'd get on that test. Yeah. <laughs> big old F. Yeah. So <laughs> I, a big old F for fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I take care of like the, the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, aspects of 1100 people um that predominantly our brigade takes care of aviation and aviation support so we have we're a little unique we have all four airframes that the army flies um and we have our own support battalion that supports those other two flying battalions we have you know the h64 apache the uh-60 you know blackhawk the ch-47 chinook and the UH-72 Lakota. Man. So, wow. So you're not just saying, okay, this guy's cholesterol is high. He can't go anywhere. You're like everything. Like if, if somebody is having like, you know, so many people have anxiety now. If somebody is dealing with some severe anxiety or something, you have to identify that and say this person is okay enough to be deployed or they're not. I mean, what, what – what uh, data do you have to whether you know to know whether or not a person is? Yeah, so the army loves a form. <clears throat> so most of it is uh, through just one-on-one, face-to-face interview. So we have to rely on the service member providing us a certain amount of accurate information, and then if they say like you know I have anxiety or I'm taking this medication, does that medication meet the deployability standard? for the area that they're deploying to and if not can we request a waiver um so i don't actually make any of the decisions i gather all the information and create a threat analysis on each person quasi and then i have i have a full-time provider that actually gets to like i'm a (laughs) full-time provider too yeah so he's upstairs right now (laughs) so he actually is the one that kind of makes the legitimate like medical decision um but i i i'm just a data crunching analysis guy like i work on spreadsheets all day (laughs) i do still pretty cool (laughs) so you always think of the army and there's all these different things that go down in the army navy marines there's so many different jobs i mean they'd have to push me out too (laughs) i mean if i was 20 years in and you know, I yeah. If I'm just sitting back there crunching numbers, you know, you got your got your formulas and your papers, and plus you're on a computer all day, so you still get to you know catch up on your fantasy football team and everything like that. <laughs> there, there's there's some downtime. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I used to do. I used to be in a battalion where I was the direct like I'm the one who's in charge of actually taking care of like point of injury wound care and and training those medics that work for me to be able to continuously do that and keep skills straight but um you know not anymore i don't have i think i have one person that works for me um and 
you know, they know almost as much as I do. And, <laughs> and so like, like, Hey, we're good. And you know, she's awesome. Um, so and she, she, she runs our actual f- aviation clinics. So we have to give all the pilots and crew members flight physicals. Yeah. So she takes care of that entire arm of it. Nice. So I, I rarely have to get involved in that. So back in high school, you, you guys met as, uh, what assistant trainers or managers or whatever you want to call it. You guys helped out the trainer. Uh, for basketball and football, right? That's right. Yeah. So, is that what got you into? Did that push you towards the uh, the medical side of, of the of the army, or it just happened that way? You know, so I, I, this is very funny. If, if, you, <laughs> if it's the truth, if that did happen, then I assume that you just tell everybody if they're not exactly where they need to be to ice it and stretch. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's actually Karen, a lot of right. Yeah, Karen Sims. Karen yeah, Sims. Karen Sims. So there's probably a little bit of truth to that. So, um, you know. I like a lot of people, you know, you get that, that idea that, you know, once I graduate high school, I'm going to go to college. And I too had that thought process. Um, and I was a, a horrible student. So like, it probably wasn't going to go well. Um, I think I could, uh, I can agree. I, I, I can know where you're coming from. I can from. relate yeah. to that. So, and you know, <laughs> my parents at the same time were like, I don't, necessarily think we're going to pay for college because based off of the performance that you uh, put out in high school. Yeah. And so I just, honestly, I looked around and I was like, this is, it's doesn't seem like it's going to be feasible for me to be able to work a full-time job, to be able to pay for college and be successful. Like this isn't going to work. I got to find another way. And I, I just think I was got lucky enough that when all of that was going on in my life and head, you know, an army recruiter was in, you know, the lunchroom at, at Elder and yeah. with a big banner says, I'll, I'll pay for college. And I was like, <laughs> buddy, I need somebody to pay for college yeah, right now. So it sounds like, uh, that sounds like exactly what I'm looking for. Actually. Yeah. So, they and know, they know how to pull on the strings. Yeah, yeah. So it, and you know, what it really turned into was, um, it was the, you know, round hole that, you know, I was looking to fall into and, um, I've actually yet to execute any of those free college funds <laughs> That's right. 20 years later, you know, so like you get it for the rest of your life. Right. So once you retire, go ahead and take care of it then. Yeah. So I, you know, they, they or, or if you're like me, <laughs> screw it. I appreciate the start thought. a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, start a podcast. I appreciate the thought. But yeah. I'm still not going to school. Yeah. So I'm, I've actually just now started some online classes. Nice. Like I'm doing like, you know, like one a term yeah. every hey. other term. So it'll, are you, do you have any classes with Antonio? Brown? Yes, no, I don't. But it'll probably take me the same amount of time to graduate as it will to get him back in the Let's NFL. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay then. Yeah, so um Montez Perfect might be showing up in one of your classes too. Yeah, right? it's very possible, very possible. So I'm actually pretty fortunate that I can actually take uh all of my uh college benefits and pass them on to both my kids. So there's a oh, that's cool. there's yeah. a fantastic chance that if they're not you know, knuckle draggers like I am, um, <laughs> that they'll actually be able to go to college like for free wow. uh, without having to join the army. So hopefully all that works out, um, for them. Yeah. Man, I got to talk to my dad. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Dad, I could have went to, <laughs> yeah. if you were in the army, yeah. I could have gone to school for free. Let's yeah. be honest. I'm sure there's some, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some, uh, stipulations to that still. I'm sure they got to turn their grades in because I still wouldn't have gone to school for free. Cause I'm sure that my, I think I was at like a, uh, 0.8, uh, GPA when I uh, dropped out of college. <laughs> so yeah i'm pretty sure i wouldn't have been eligible for any funds from my dad's army funds <laughs> yeah 
I'm not sure if they've got. I, yeah, that's. I guarantee. We got to probably look into that. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> I guarantee it. That could be trouble. <laughs> so, yeah. all right. So, so you you're, you go into the. Did you start off in the same place you are now, or did you do something different in the beginning? No. So I've always always had the same job. I've only ever done one job. I've always been a medic in the army. Um, when I initially was going kind of through the recruitment process, I had it in my mind that I wanted to have a legitimate skill in the real world. All right, like I didn't want to drive a tank because there's not a whole lot of like civilian tank drivers. Yeah, seriously, though, <laughs> yeah. how cool would that be? Just come yeah. back home after deployment, jump in your tank, and roll down the road. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I honestly I narrowed it down between being a medic and being a vehicle mechanic. Um, and at the time, I we had a really close family friend who was, you know, a mechanic and like a shade tree mechanic. He just ran a business out of his garage behind his house. Yeah. And he said, this is the worst job in the world. Like, and you, and you'll, you never, ever want to do this. Like, do anything else. And I was like, all right, well, all right, that's pretty sound advice. Yeah, sounds so, like I know what I'm not doing. So, yeah, I chose I chose the medic route. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been great. I've been a lot of different places and done a lot of different things. I've driven a tank as, as a medic. There you go. So, uh, so you still got to drive the tank. I still got to drive the tank. You still, so, got, the, the, you still yeah. got the real life skill. Yeah, so, yes, it worked out. It did work out. Um, and right. I'll tell you, after you drive a tank for like 20 minutes you're like i'm i'm done driving this tank oh, like yeah. yeah it's not it's not as exciting as as it is i imagine they're not super fast so i feel like you just feel like you're never gonna get there oh uh, yeah i could totally outrun a tank tank would never hurt me because i could just outrun it yeah well you could outrun the tank <laughs> sure. I'm sure you could outrun that giant gun that's on the front <laughs> or missile that comes out of the front yeah so i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure how fast our tanks go but no, they get up and they get up and go. They get up. Yeah, they get up and go. So it's a jet turbine engine. Oh, so well, it's you this, need that okay. to, get, to, yeah. get that, to get all that stuff moving. Yeah, <laughs> so it's the same engine that's actually in the Apache helicopter. There's two of them that run the wow. M1A1. Wow, or there you go. One or two of them. So yeah, no, those things can they get it? They get up and go. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, see, something new every day. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so but you did uh, some like some like actual training, like right, like. You you were trained to fight still. Oh sure, correct. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. starting with the very beginning because it was the National Guard that you started yep. in, correct? Yep. And you did the like you you mentioned uh, one week in, one weekend a month, two weeks a year thing, yep. and it was like basic training, basically, right? Yeah. So I went. Um, so I signed my contract in March. I actually went to basic training in October. Um, went to basic training at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Uh, and that was, that was a big culture shock. So it gets hot here in Cincinnati, right? It gets right. humid, it gets sticky. Um, but like getting off the plane in Oklahoma in the middle of the night and it's like 112 degrees Ooh. and it just feels like you're in a blast furnace. Ooh. Um, and so, you know, basic training is nine weeks long. And when I graduate on December 16th of, you know, 99 and it's, you know, minus like, 18 degrees so in a nine-week shift we went from like 112 115 degrees to like minus 15 minus 20 degrees um so it was i i don't think i've ever experienced that kind of temperature change i thought it was crazy we had like 30 degree 40 degree changes that's ridiculous so it was that was that was crazy i got to come home for two weeks because of you know shut down for the holidays and then i went back uh to training um what we call advanced individual training. And so I go to Fort's, uh, Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, and that class was also nine weeks. 
um, and it's split in two parts. It was, you know, combat medic skills, so point of injury, wound, care uh, type skills, and then an EMT license. So oh, so you have your EMT license? I do. Yeah, and I still yeah, it's still required for like the Army MOS that you have a right. EMT license. So there you go. So you got. Like you said, yeah. you got a real life skill to fall yeah. back on besides got, driving that tank. I got that nine dollar an hour job to yeah, fall back on. Yeah, yeah, it didn't it didn't work out the way I thought it would. <laughs> so but you had to be trained to like, you know, shoot different guns and operate a tank and throw grenades and yeah. ninja stars and stuff like I that. I did, Maybe I did not I, ninja stars. I, I well, scored, hold on now. I scored <laughs> Let's ask before we just assume. Did no, you learn how to throw a ninja star? No ninja stars. Oh, uh, we did throw, did throw grenades. I scored expert on grenades, actually. Nice. So um, what do you got to do? when? You, what, how do you score in throwing grenades? I feel like it's got a pretty good spread. So yeah. You're trying to hit something. If you kill yeah, more I mean, than 10 people with one grenade. I feel, I yeah. feel like, yeah, I feel like, you know, with the spread of the grenade, so, as long as you get it within, I don't know, you know, 20 yards away, you probably did a good job. Yeah, so I think it was five feet. Um, so remember if you... You, you know, threw that thing five feet away from you? No, no, you've got to get it within a five feet range. Oh, 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 oh. <clears throat> so that the distances that you're throwing it change. But, you know, if I liken it to... You know, you got to clean up all the baseballs in the back of the cage, and you're trying to get it in the bucket. Yeah, exactly. And so it's yeah. it's that game. <laughs> so, um, and that's about the size of a grenade, honestly. Like yeah. a grenade is about the size of a baseball. Huh. So, um, now that's you know, honestly, I'm, it's the only time I've ever thrown a grenade, right? Because oh, well, you're sure. trained yeah. to do it. Yeah, well, yeah. They don't really give the medics grenades, right? That's <laughs> right. not really one of those things that. Sure. Like, yeah. It's not one of those primary skills that they're like really. Really worried hey, about us being efficient. Did you, did you at least have some like on your suit when you're out there? Did, did they didn't even give you a couple to like chain no, on your so belt? It's, no, because they're like you may hurt yourself and uh, well, that's, everyone else. And everyone else, you. yeah. So and you got a lot more work to do. Yeah. Now, so I, job security, right? Yeah, on right. one hand, exactly. Um, exactly. So the so no, like you know, medics are are a little different, right? So like we because. The U.S. actually follows the Geneva Convention, so we're not actually allowed to use what we actually call any like the U.S. weapons or squad-based weapons. So any of the machine guns, I'm not actually supposed to shoot. So I well, shot them all at basic training. training, and I shoot them all like when we go to the range and stuff. But I'm never going to, in theory, operate one of those overseas. Right. So how I, many times have you been deployed overseas? Overseas, uh, so just once. Um, we went to Iraq. It was Vietnam, and, right? Yeah, it was Vietnam, right? <laughs> so I went, we went to Iraq in 2011. Was it in 99 that you yeah. graduated from basic training? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's right, that's right around. Yeah, They're cleaning up, right? Yeah. It's, it's the cleanup. I, I'm not very good at history. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Iraq in, in 11 and 12. And I'd been mobilized uh, some other times, but not overseas. Um, but that was an interesting experience. Like I, I took myself and five other medics and – uh, one provider and uh, we set up a clinic and we took care of uh, it, it fluctuated but at one time it got up to about 20 to 30,000 people oh. um, and so it was like running a like family medical practice with like an emergency room with a lab and an x-ray and a pharmacy so we had about we got some other people from some other units so we had a in total we probably think we had like four or five providers and probably about a dozen or so medics wow 
So, so if you've ever seen the show MASH. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So if you had to, they compare, had more people. Yourself, you had to compare yourself to one guy on MASH, who would you be? Oh, wow. I think it would be more fun for the people that had to work for me. Yeah, uh, to, to name that. To yeah, because... <laughs> That's your homework. You gotta go. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. back to work and ask. Yeah, let's them. hope none of them are watching. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you are or yeah. if you listen, uh, feel free to leave in the comment exactly yeah. who Steve would be that's, on Mash. It's probably really like, uh, you know, it's it's probably pretty close. I would I would imagine like most people would be like, yeah, he's, he was Burns, and that yeah. just. Just to just to try and make me mad, honestly. <laughs> so that so that sounds like they would be spot on. Then. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm I'm a I'm a very difficult person to work for. I I tell them that going into it, like this isn't going to be any fun for anybody, especially y'all. So, um, whatever. There's not a lot to do when you're deployed. You're either at work or you're like you're asleep, right? There's no movie theaters. There's no like let's not go like play basketball. Let's not like. It, so they don't go out and play baseball or football or there's none of that stuff when you're not playing. Like you always see like, you know, when they're overseas, they're to- tossing football in the desert or doing. Yeah. This I mean, you may have somebody like, you know, toss a football around with, but like you're not, that's usually outside of where you're working. I got you. <laughs> so right? sure. Of course. Yeah. Cause if you're not at work, you know, there's not usually enough people for the amount of work that's actually got to be done. Yeah. So if you're not at work, then like they're even more shorthanded. So usually if you actually get an off day you're you may sleep in a little bit. But you're going back to work. You may leave a little early for dinner than you normally would, but you're going to end up at work, working. Anyway. Yeah, nothing else to do. Right. And so my unique situation running a clinic, I was, you know, the actual, I was the only one in charge. And like, so I was doing all the paperwork and I was doing all of, you know, like the radio calls and all those other stuff. So when we had to, you know, medevac somebody out, I had to do all that paperwork, I had to, you know, call the helicopter, to call the evac squad. So... I'm having to deal with all of the behind the scenes stuff while they're kind of actually managing packaging patients. Mm, so, um, so if I'm not there, it's not to say that nobody could have done it, Yeah. but like, it's easier if you just kind of live there. So for that year, I pretty much, uh, slept in my office and I would take like a two or three hour nap, you know, four or five times a day. Wow. And just in between where we usually had kind of workflow peaks Jeez. So, well, that sounds like fun. So, what other places <laughs> have you been besides? Uh, <laughs> besides no, I, besides Iraq. So, um, I mean, you've been to, you've had to go to other situations, or been or been uh, uh, in other parts of the country, or. So I've been I've been all over for different training events. Um, I've been to Minnesota, and I, I did that with the armor unit. So I drove a tank through the snow. Um, nice. um <laughs> Yeah, you know, they're heavy enough that they're not, they don't really slide around a lot. Um, I did have a situation. I was at Fort Knox with the tanks, uh, with our armor battalion that's out of Cincinnati. So we're yeah. at Fort Knox, and Fort Knox is extremely hilly. So the main part of the post is at the top of like one hill, mm-hmm. and then the ranges are on the top of two other hills. And so there's big, giant valleys between them. Um, and we actually had a tank slide off one of the roads and kind of tumble. Uh, down one of those hills so who got in trouble for that one uh nobody so honestly as crazy dishonorably as it is, discharged yeah <laughs> as crazy as it is like you know it doesn't matter how big anything is it's just going to slide across ice and yeah. so that's honestly what had happened it, it had just it hit just it hit a 
big enough piece of black ice that the tank literally just slid. That's crazy. And so when it hit the soft dirt, it she just, just sank flipping. in and just flipped and That's just awesome. kept going. I would so, love to have seen that. Well, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So the guy that was in it. Um, oh. oh. <laughs> well, then. So the guy, the guy I was that was in it. was parked at the top of the no. No, how so there's you, so there's two guys in it. There's a driver and a TC, and the TC actually like as it's starting to slide, decided to bail. Um, so he was able to get. What's off TC of it. stand for? Uh, tank commander. Okay, so is he in the tank or is he outside holding on? He's to the like gun? he's like the guy you'd see like standing up out of the hatch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's yeah. gone. I'm him. I'm gone too. Yeah. <laughs> that or you know, quick close of the hatch. Yeah. I mean, so the driver is stuck. He's underneath where you see the gun. Yeah. So he's he's riding that thing in. So do you have seatbelts in a tank? I yep. feel like you probably don't. So need... it's a it's a five point harness. Oh, so okay. he was He's he was good. lucky enough that he was actually wearing it. He was doing the right thing, and he had his helmet on. So I mean, other than you know taking a pretty crazy ride and being like a penny in a pop can, God, that had to be awesome. Um, still, but yeah, he he totally walked out of that thing uh, fine. Nice, like, wow. it was that's cool. Probably one of the better near misses that I I've better I can... to be lucky than good, right? Yeah. So not all of them have worked out that way, unfortunately, sure. but. If it's um, if it land so did it land on its like track? Or? So it landed on its side. Um, how many of you guys? How many army? Uh, how many soldiers did it take to push? No, the you tank just leave back that over? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you actually it's still there today. No, so we we pulled it. So luckily it did it did get to the bottom of the hill all yeah. the way to the bottom, and so they just drug it straight out to the road uh, at the bottom. But, what do you what do you use to drag a tank? Another tank? tank. Yeah, so they call it an M eighty eight. It's a tow truck for a tank. So if they make it to you yeah. know my favorite thing in the world, this real side piece real here. Real here. Side piece real here? Yeah. Who says that? Real quick here. Yeah. So side note, real quick, that's what I meant to say. Uh side note, I my favorite thing in the world to see is a tow truck towing a tow truck yeah <laughs> if i ever told if i ever said that before I'm not honest. anymore now your favorite thing is a tow truck towing, towing a, a tank, tank. <laughs> no yeah. i still feel like i yeah actually that might be my no. i still haven't seen it though yeah i feel like so I you actually like have seen said one it. you've seen one so the iconic picture of the soldiers with the iraqis climbing the statue of saddam and wrapping yeah. the cable around that's an 88 oh okay that's that's what an 88 looks like okay, okay. so you've seen one seen it just wasn't just pulling did, a tank it wasn't yeah. pulling a tank it was just helping people climb that's right yeah gotcha so that thing pull, landed... pulling down statues of dictators if, right. if, <laughs> if that thing landed on its top is that guy just trapped in there yep so the oh. the lucky thing was it did land on its side and it did displace the turret enough that he was able to get out through the driver's hatch. Wow. So, so yeah, that could have been a that could have been a rough couple hours. Hopefully they got like a cooler down there with some water. Oh yeah, something for him to hang out. Yeah. with. there's no room for anything down there. There's right? no room for anything. So the driver's hatch is he's in like a cocoon. You can really, the rest of the the most claustrophobic thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was just like a like the inside of a car, like the front no. seat of a car. No, so they have to like kind of like slide in, right? Like the seat completely lays flat, they slide in and they have to kind of sit it up. Yeah. But it's a, you know, it's it's less of a seat than like a metal folding chair. Wow. Um, that's pretty insane. So the I can't keep the rest of the thing. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the tank crew fits in the turret. So there's three other you know folks. There's a TC, the gunner, and the loader. So there's three other people in there. Um, but that dude driving's got the cocoon. Yep, he's he's sucked in that thing tight. <clears throat> so Fort Knox, right? This all happened at Fort Knox. I did. All right, so I got a question for you. Yes. 
Is there any, is there any gold in Fort Knox? Or is that thing empty? That's what they say. Is it empty? I don't know. They don't let anybody near it. So there's got to be somebody near it. I mean, like, so you see it from the highway. Like, yeah. you drive past Fort Knox, you see it. Yeah. But it's it's got multiple layers of fencing around yeah. it. Like, it's so when you were at Fort Knox for the training, you weren't training on how to no, how they, to uh, falsify how much gold is actually yeah, at so Fort it, Knox. So they've they've old old stories about Fort Knox because it's changed. And it doesn't do the the same kind of stuff anymore. But. Um, they used to actually like that's where they would train everybody for armor and cav scouts and, and all those people and that was like a week of their training was like if the if the gold depository gets attacked yeah. this is what we're going to do to try and defend it so obviously that's not a thing anymore because those people just aren't there anymore yeah. <laughs> but they say the gold is still there i mean i don't know it's what the economy is based on I guess what I understand. <laughs> That's what they tell us. Yeah, they just they just keep printing money anyway. So yeah. I mean, once you become like once you become trillions of dollars in debt, I, that does the little bit of gold we got in there really even mean anything anymore? Yeah. <clears throat> or what's left or what's not in there? Yeah. So so what is the worst injury you've seen that you've had oh. to treat? Man, that's the last thing I want to know. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Um. Oh, we can save it to last if you want to wait no, till last. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I mean I've, I'm so I totally uh, hate gruesome gory stuff. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of that. But go ahead, let's hear how gruesome you can get. I'm trying to. I don't really like a lot of gruesome stuff. Um, well, sure, he's not asking what your <laughs> he's not asking you what your favorite injury was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's so the, the worst one? So I. So actually, the person that I took the clinic over for. Yeah. Uh, was not just wasn't a very nice person. She uh, had an opinion of leadership that just was just very different than mine. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was a corrections officer from California is what she was doing before she ended up in Iraq. Okay. Um, And she just, she at one point in time was like, you have to treat these people like animals because they are. And I was like, I wait. Like we clearly have different <laughs> concepts of like how to how to develop a team. <laughs> so so she had um been hiding the fact that she had a seizure disorder and was having somebody from home send her anti seizure medication. Holy cow. So we're in Iraq and you know, the drawdown is taking place and so the first thing that goes is mail. Oh, so she's now having to like slowly ration her medication out. So instead of taking three of these pills a day or whatever it was, she's now down to two and then one and then one every other day and then one every three days. So and they're almost gone. I mean, they leave in like a day or two and they were actually using outgoing mail was still a thing. Incoming mail had stopped for weeks. Gotcha. So, um, she borrowed our truck to take stuff over to the post office to mail home and they're bringing it back. And she told the driver like, Hey, I'm, I'm getting nauseous, like pull over. So she pulls over kind of on the side of this road and it's got a really high road, like crown and a really deep ditch. And she gets lightheaded enough that she falls out of the truck where her hands on the door handle, her other arms wrapped up in the, um, uh, seat belt. And she falls out of the truck and basically uses her face to catch her fall. <laughs> so, yeah. So the that was probably the most like catastrophic 
injury. Like hey. it, it knocked out a lot of her teeth. It broke her both of her orbits around her eyeballs. It dislocated hat, like one side of her jaw. Um, Couldn't have happened to a nicer gal. Yeah. <laughs> and that's you know what though, honestly though, <clears throat> I mean if that's the worst. That's surprising. I feel like that. I, I feel yeah, like that's, that's the, not as bad as what worst, I was expecting. It's the worst to be. one I want to share on a podcast. Oh, maybe. Okay, 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 um, okay. So the the best part of that was we're doing a shift change, kind of right in the middle of all this. We get her in and we get her packaged up and we're getting her taken care of. We take a bunch of X-rays and we we get her taken care of. We get her totally high on morphine, so she's not feeling anything. Sure. Um, the best part was like so when you bring somebody into a trauma bay, you put somebody like you know put people on either side, you know, top and bottom, head, feet, and then you have somebody that's recording all the notes. So they're just writing down everything that everybody's doing. So I'm at the head, and so I'm just kind of examining, like, you know, her face and finding all the broken bones in her face. Yeah. And so the doctor comes in, and we kind of give the report, and then he's like, all right. And he so he does the same exact thing, and he's like, don't worry, it's just starting snodgrass, just checking things out. And I was like, <laughs> man, that's, that's messed up. Because we, we were – it was well, well – known that we didn't like each other i gotcha so things die down we're waiting on a medevac so, so he wanted to he <laughs> yeah, was he yeah. was like i just want to make sure you actually got all the stuff that's wrong with this woman yeah yeah and didn't leave something out <laughs> well i don't think it was that i think it was more like i want her to know that like you uh, gotcha. were doing this again uh, unnecessarily gotcha. Nice. Gotcha. 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 <laughs> so we were waiting on the medevac and we're doing a shift change but like I was in there and I needed somebody else to stay with her. So I just grabbed somebody that just walked in the door to work. So I grab them, just throw them in the room and they were from another unit, but they had some overlap working with her. And so their immediate reaction, like, as I'm walking out the room is like, what has happened? <laughs> and like, what has I like, Steve, they, what did you yeah, do? So, so her first reaction was who attacked this person? Cause she was borderline unrecognizable. Wow. Ooh. Then she recognized her. And then when I came back in, she was her first question was, "Which one of her soldiers beat her up?" That was that's how bad she was. That's and that was everybody else's first question. So, like, she's such a terrible person that clearly this wasn't self-inflicted. It was wow. it was person on person. So, that's insane. Yeah. what is your what is your title now? So, uh, like, my job title or rank? No, I don't care. Your job title is not going to make any sense to me, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so my rank is I'm a sergeant first class. Sergeant first class? Yeah. So do you get to fly first class then when you no. come? <laughs> I feel like if I'm sergeant first class like, male or whatever. Yeah. I feel like if I'm a sergeant first class, I'm walking to Delta and I'm like, Right here's my uh, little my army card. See what it says down there. Yeah, that's where I'm gonna need to be. Yeah, yeah. They, I've, I've flown in helicopters bigger than this. I drive tanks. Yeah, I, I just get to do what I want yeah, on this plane. Yeah. I need a bigger seat that actually goes back more than an inch and a quarter. No, they they don't really. They let us board first. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yep. You know what, though? I'm going to be completely honest I like with to you. board if last. I'm, yes. I like the to board last. The last thing I want to do is be the first one on that plane. Those people, yeah, two it's things stepped about on, on and, yeah. Two things about people on a plane that I don't understand at all. The people that, like, jump up and want to get on a plane right away and then get on there and look annoyed as all get out as everybody's walking on the plane. Like, but just because you got yeah. on here first doesn't mean like it's a single file line, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like I got yeah. four heads? Like I'm slow. It's my fault. Not the thirty thousand people behind me or the fifty thousand people that just got on in front of me. It's my fault that yeah. we're that we haven't taken off yet. No, that's not how it works. That and the people that jump up 
as soon as the plane stops. Yes. Where yeah. are you going? <laughs> yeah. They haven't even like pulled the tarp down to cover you up or whatever. The, what's that thing called that you walk up the, the, the bridge? Jetway. Jetway. Yeah. They haven't even pulled that thing up. Like, yeah. y'all, you ain't, we're in the back of the plane. <laughs> You know how many people, remember all those people you were waiting on to get on the plane? That's how many people are in front of you right now. I, I'll tell you. you I'll tell you. flew. I just flew. You just flew. Uh, you just came like back For like the yesterday. third time in my whole life. Yeah, I came back a couple of days ago. Did you stand up right away? I didn't stand up right away because I, I knew I wasn't. But here's the thing. Depending on how long your flight is, and especially if you're a guy like me who is body breaking down every single day yeah. to sit there in that uncomfortable seat for four oh. straight hours i need to stretch my legs Listen, man. i need to stretch I'm, my whole body i'm cool with standing up and just kind of getting a little stretch on at the end all right i got no problem with that but there's no need to like ask to go two people away to get up and get your luggage out yeah. and then stand in the middle of the hallway waiting to no like when it comes it's real simple to take two steps Reach up top, grab your bag, keep walking. Mm -hmm. It's all good. I don't understand that. Yeah. And it's, they're all the same way as when they got on. They're all looking up there. Where, where are these, you guys getting off or what? No, they're not getting off because the door's not open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the same guy, though, that's speeding past you to get to the red light yes. at the yes. same exact time. We had yes. that conversation a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's the same exact concept. It's, it is unnerving. So, like, when we tend to fly a lot, for whatever reason, we always go through DFW Dallas Fort Worth, and that is a uh, horrible, horrible airport. Really? It is, it's it's actually literally, if you look at it, it's built like a four leaf clover. Oh God! So okay. it never okay. fails that you're like, and it's A B C D. So you're, it never you're in B. You got to get to D. Yeah, and it's each each clover has got like forty gates. <laughs> <laughs> so it never fails that you're like, oh well, maybe I'll get lucky and I'll end up with like gate forty or. 30 so i'm closer to the middle sure no it's like oh your gate like 22 and you've got to get to like you're at delta 22 and you've got to get to alpha you know 22 so you literally have to go as far as possible so like sides of the world i should be good i have a two-hour you know layover and it's literally like a sprint across yeah. this entire airport now listen i'm so totally good awful. if you got to catch a flight i i got i understand yeah. you got to get you got to get and go but come on man can we all just take a big deep breath? Man, people are so impatient. Airports in airports and and so like inconsiderate of other people. The it's most crazy. I think that's probably the most well, I don't know. Just off the top of my head because we're talking about it, I'm going to say it's the most inconsiderate place in the country is in airport. Well, no, Nobody yeah. cares about anybody except themselves. I man, I'm always trying like I People, somebody behind me irritated me the whole time during the flight because they were being completely inconsiderate or being mean to somebody around them. Like I'll get out when it's my turn to walk off the plane, and I'll look around. Does anybody need me? To, anybody need any help with any luggage? And I'll stand right in the middle of the hallway. And you <laughs> stay right there behind me, girl. <laughs> nowhere. Tell that lady next to you to get. She's too close to. Oh, just, people are just mean. I'll they tell you. Mean. I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole here, but. Uh, when I was in L.A., so I was in L.A., yeah. and when I was there, I found out someone said that L.A. was, I don't know what publication or whatever, but ranked the airport in Los Angeles as the worst airport in the world. Wow. And, and LAX. when I LAX, yes. And when I got back to Cincinnati, <laughs> I realized, like, CVG in L.A. is a way bigger place than Cincinnati. 
the airport in Cincinnati is a way nicer airport than, than really LAX. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's just nicer and seems like newer and stuff. I, I don't know. I mean, it probably also doesn't get any put through, right? Like, uh, there's yeah. probably something like well, LAX is probably it, pump, pumping out millions yeah. oh, of people yeah, yeah. a day. Oh, yeah, yeah, way busier. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they busier. don't have as much yeah. time to keep up with, you know, I don't know. But it just, you know, even just like seems the. Cleaner. Yeah, cleaner, and there are more. It seems like there are way more options for like restaurants and shops and stuff yeah. like that. If you got to wait for a while, but uh, I was very surprised to see that. But anyway. I also think like maybe the most inconsiderate place is like outside, like a Buffalo Bills game. If you're holding a like a folding table, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. That's much, happened a couple so, times at the hey, Bengals tailgates this year. So actually. speaking of, what are you? Who's your allegiance to? Are you so? So you're in you're in South Carolina. I'm in South Carolina. You, you were born in Cincinnati. Born in Cincinnati. So you still Cincinnati guy? Yeah. Or so now that you've left, you've decided that you can <laughs> trade allegiances. Yeah. So I probably traded allegiances before I left. Okay. So we were talking about this earlier. Um, you know, growing up, like I remember going to Reds games. Sure. And like going down and being able to like pet Shotzi. And see Mard shot, and um, like I remember going down to pet Shotzi with my dad, and um, there was another girl with her her dad in front of us, and yeah, we're just kind of just waiting their turn, and one of the ushers came down and told basically everybody to leave, right? Because you know the. Ushers in Riverfront Stadium were horrible human beings. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so there'd be thirty people in the stands, and you yeah. weren't allowed in the blue seats. Yeah. Right. Yeah. God forbid. Right. So <laughs> she snapped at the usher and literally reached into her purse because this this girl was like she she'd waited in line and like yeah. now you're now the person you're coming down. Yeah. now you're the person I'm going to take this out on and so she like Marchot reached into her purse and handed the girl a World Series ring. What? And so like I was like. Damn it! Like, how could I? That was one. We were one group away. We were like two or three people back from World Series ring. Like, unbelievable. I was like, somebody, like, somebody go flag that usher down again. Like, like twenty minutes. She couldn't pay to fly Eric Davis back from Oakland when he (laughs) lacerated his kidney for her. But she'll give some stranger a ring. Yeah. So here's my question: How many of those do you think she had in her? Ah, it's got to be a ton of them, right? And who knows if they were real? It may have been candy for sure. Friday, yeah, right? But yeah. it may have been a chocolate. All that, all that chocolate World is, Series. Right? All that matters is you saw I didn't it get happen. One. I didn't get one. You didn't get <laughs> one. I didn't get one. That is all that matters. So, so I remember that, and I remember, you know, and not necessarily like is my hit memory actually correct that like Marge Shot was a good owner. Uh, she completely decimated our farm system. Yeah. Right. But other than that, Scouting she, she didn't, she didn't yeah. mind paying for players and she did, she did some good Sure, and, and she did some bad, but I, I wouldn't want a world series under her. Exactly. Regime. Yeah. Right. I, so I mean, I wouldn't call her uh, a terrible owner, but I wouldn't call her a great owner, but we won our, not a, not a people our, person necessarily, except for <laughs> that girl that got a free ring. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so, I'm sure she was white. So, <laughs> so the no offense, but that's just who Marge Shot was. I feel like that's well known, right? Yeah. yeah. So the um, so going through that kind of stage, and then her basically being forced out by baseball, um, and then baseball kind of going through some changes, and the team going through some changes, and some ownership changes, and it became very clear that the new ownership groups were just not interested in necessarily winning, or at least not paying for players. And now some of that is that 
revisionist history because they're trying to rebuild a scouting department and a farm system. Sure, sure, probably. You're talking specifically Reds. Specifically the Reds, right? So, like, what years are we talking about now? Like when they decided to give Ken Griffey Jr. all that money when they brought him in, or what guys were we not paying to bring in? Yeah, so the Carl Linder years. <laughs> yeah, Linder was the one who who was who was in between Linder and Shot. Uh, because I would say that would be the one that would probably be that guy. Yeah, because that's when I don't remember. Anyway, so it was around that time, and it was also around the same time. Like Paul O'Neill got traded the Yankees, yep. and so I just remember like watching Paul O'Neill in the World Series, and then watching him get traded away to the Yankees. Yep. And then our ownership system sucks, and Steinbrenner at the same time is like, I'll, "I'm willing to buy a World Series." <laughs> that's, that's literally what he did. Yeah, yeah, and so I was like, "Well, that's at least an ownership group that cares." So I kind of reaffiliated myself with the Yankees. So you okay? I got you. So it, I, I, I'm, I'm and it's, I and then it got okay really, but then it got really easy to be a Yankees fan in the sure. '90s and early 2000s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, exactly. so then it, then it for just, some people, you either like them like that, or you, everyone else hated them like the <laughs> yeah. rest of the country hated. Them. I mean, I yeah. became a Red Sox fan during because that time. you because you hated the Yankees. <laughs> I couldn't so stand the Yankees. Yeah, I was but, the same way. But. I can. I mean, it, it makes a little. It makes a little bit of sense. I mean, you're gonna if you're gonna leave an allegiance, if you're gonna leave your hometown team, you're gonna root for somebody. You're that gonna wins. root for somebody that's winning. It only makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And I don't so know if the I'm, I don't know if the I'm, Yankees I'm okay. were exactly winning. Well, they weren't they were necessarily losing. They were competitive. Exactly. They and I think that was there, the biggest yeah. difference. They were competitive. Yeah. Um. So, so that was. I mean, I still root for the Reds, and I still follow the Reds. Yeah, National League team and American League. Yeah. Boston's my – I tell everybody, yeah. Boston's my American League team. The, the Reds are my National League team. And it's easy to follow the Reds. You know, with when you live in the South, there's only one baseball team yeah. um, that's ever on. So you, you always – you're going to see Reds, you know, a couple times a year when they go to Atlanta and right. play. So, um, so yeah, I think that. So, so you're from where are you from? Where where are you living in in South Carolina again? So I live in Columbia. I live Columbia. on the west side of Columbia, in now, Lexington. Now we had a conversation. Oh, okay, Lexington. Yeah. Uh, so we had a conversation before we came on the air. So you got. Uh, so you're close to a minor league team, correct? Yep. So My the favorite baseball, by the way, yeah. is minor league baseball. So, it's horrible baseball. Favorite baseball stadiums to go to. Yeah, yes. the the fan experience, right? So the. The Savannah Sand Nats. Yes, the Sand Nats. Uh, yeah, <laughs> best best names too. Yeah, hundred percent. So they didn't 100%. want to build them a new stadium. So Columbia basically said, "We will absolutely build you a stadium if you commit to moving here." So we stole Savannah's team by building a stadium. So you're not the Savannah Sand Nats. No, you are we're the, the Columbia Sand Nats. We're the Columbia Fireflies. <laughs> you. Gotta rebrand if you move. Is it the same mascot though? Is the firefly the same as the sand gnat? It's not. No, the sand gnat was actually like pretty tough looking. Uh, Um, But the firefly is not not a tough looking guy. (laughs) Oh, I thought it has glittery wings. He does actually. He's he's a big. His name's name's Mason. Just a big long caterpillar. Mason. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because you put him in a mason jar. Oh, holy cow! (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I feel like that would be something that they would turn that into some kind of game in between innings. Yeah. There's like a giant plastic, or giant inflatable mason jar, and you got to try to catch, catch mason. Ca- yeah, that's probably coming. <laughs> like it hasn't happened yet, but I'm gonna bring that up. You gotta submit that idea. Yeah, submit so that idea that's awesome. So yeah, so I didn't actually realize how much I missed baseball yeah. um, until they came to town. And, you know, we just started going to games, um, and we were just kind of picking up tickets, just, you know, like, we're going to go to a game tonight, let's get tickets. 
Um, and then this past season, I got season tickets. Um, I think I got a, I think I got a half a season ticket plan. Nice. Which is a lot of baseball. Oh, it's a whole lot of baseball. <laughs> it's yeah. a whole lot of baseball. Um, I never realized how many games were in a season until Ken Griffey Jr. came to Cincinnati and we got season tickets. <laughs> and it almost became exhausting. Yeah. Just to go to a game. Yeah, yeah. there was definitely a couple nights we went to a baseball game and nobody wanted to be there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. But we're like, we're going, damn it, because we, we bought the these tickets. tickets <laughs> and we're going to use them. Yes. And then there were times like, you know, you the ticket guy is amazing because um, he puts up with my shenanigans. Um, <laughs> so I was like, just give me the dates. We'll print the tickets. And if you have to move the dates around, just send me an email. We'll change them. So that, that amount of flexibility was the other reason why. So like, oh, I feel yeah. like wow. it's willing, I'm, I'm willing to be able to awesome. do this yeah. and I may not be in the same seat, but I'll absolutely be in the same type of seat. Gotcha. So we may, yeah. we may not be in, you know, 122 seat four. Right. We may yeah. be in, 121 seat seven and eight right so uh that amount of flexibility made it kind of worth it to be able to just like let's just do it yeah um but there were a couple times where like i've put all these games in my phone like in my calendar and so i'm driving to work one morning and they've got like a like a three hour like hey plus drive time plus this that and the other and i'm like it's <laughs> like it's like four day games a year, and I, I managed to pick three out of four of them for tickets. Oh, so I'm gonna like call them and be like, hey, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, uh, who knew the game started at eleven o'clock this morning? <laughs> so like, I'm gonna go talk to my boss and see if I could just not not do the second half of this day and just go to a baseball game, which was always no. Sure, um, of course, yeah. I was, and I always told him I was like, it's a little rude. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like, like I've got extra tickets. You could come yeah, if you want. <laughs> yeah, we could all go. Um, so, um, but you know, my my kids, I think they really in, enjoy it. Once we get there, I think once the once the game starts and, and the shenanigans start going down. Yeah, I think then it starts to be okay. Um, the idea of getting in the car and driving down there and all that stuff, sure. Especially my daughter, she's like, "This is going to be horrible." She's like, "You're buying me a pretzel." <laughs> hey, I'm getting a pretzel. Listen, that's all it takes. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I love that. Yeah. Okay. She knows. She knows. Yeah. She probably loves every second of it, but she knows if she just gives a little eye roll. How old is she? Uh, she's 10. Oh, yeah. She gives a little <laughs> eye roll and says, Ugh. it's just, Ugh. you're buying me a pretzel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, babe, let's go. Yeah. So there's, there, it's, it's absolutely probably where like the majority of my discretionary income goes for the yeah. entire year. Um, pretzels are aren't aren't cheap um but you know they aren't bad though usually do they do do they do the cheap beers and yeah they do they do thirsty thursday so it's two dollar bud lights man you can't beat that yeah um they did a promotional this year where they had like a a baseball bat glass uh that was 30 ounces yeah and they sold out of them like they they opened it up on like on a thirsty thursday so you know usc the gamecocks yeah downtown columbia the stadium is downtown columbia yeah the team got super smart and they said hey, on thursdays we're going to set up a special shuttle that's going to go from like oh. these three spots on campus yeah you can buy a ticket for five dollars to basically like standing room only in the outfield there's a bar in the outfield oh, yeah. so they i mean like yeah the on thursdays at the end of the school year and at the very beginning of the school year um the place is packed with college kids absolutely packed uh but left field there's like blow up bouncy houses and castles sure. and all yeah. that other stuff and that's they, my favorite part they jump around my to those things yeah that's their favorite yeah your part. kids love that stuff 
<laughs> they won't let me in. I tried to get in that bouncy house, and the girl, the lady was like, "Sir, I see you taking your shoes off." <laughs> I was like, "Well, my daughter's in there. She, I think she's in the corner. She's underneath. Uh, she, I gotta save her." And like, no, no, I, I see two little girls that call you dad, and they're jumping and laughing. Yeah, <laughs> son of a gun. You know what? I never take part in though. What's that? The uh, uh, speed gun uh, challenge. Oh, yeah. What do you call uh, that? I don't even know what you call it. gun. You won't do it out of embarrassment. 100%. Or your... My <laughs> son was in, my son is, my son's six years old, right? He's about, he's got an arm like me. It's like a wet noodle. Uh, <laughs> but he, so he wants to do the, he wants to do the little radar thing. And there's a kid uh, who's probably like nine, ten years old, maybe a uh, little guy. And his dad. And they both have two balls. And they're going back and forth. And dad's throwing, you know, 70. And that boy's throwing like 66, 67 miles an hour. Holy cow. And I was like, I walked up. And guy in the I said, oh, we'll, we'll do two balls. And he gives me one and gives Parker one. I was like, oh, no, they're both for him. I'm going to throw like 40 miles an hour. There's yeah. no way. I'll I'm try it that. left-handed. Last time, last time I think I tried that, I think I got it up to like 52. Oh, I don't even know. I've never had one. an arm. Never had a – well, that and it's about torn to shreds. Yeah, your, your shoulder's been yeah. bad for a long time. Yeah. So anyway, anyways, but yeah, that's awesome, dude. I, lo- I love minor league baseball. So you get to – and you got a half a season pass, dude. That's awesome. Good yeah, so it's it's a lot of baseball, especially at the end of the year, and yeah, it, it drags out in the month of July. So and yeah, it's it's 120 degrees in July in Columbia, yeah. South Carolina, right? And so it's it's not like it's not comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> you're, it's you're not, not a comfortable heat. Yeah, you're you're not going to be like this is fun, right? <laughs> like this this is exciting. But you know the we've been lucky. You know, it's a South Atlantic League, and so you've got a Yankees affiliate there. You've got so yeah, you get to see affiliate. some of your younger, yeah. So some of your younger guys coming up for your ball club. Yeah. So it's a Mets affiliate. Um, oh, it's Mets. Okay. Yeah. So the Yankees affiliate is in um, Charleston, and the Sox affiliate is in Greenville. So we have three. Oh, nice. Single A clubs in South Carolina. A lot of prospects. Lots yeah. and lots and lots. lots yeah. And lots yeah. of prospects. So yeah, it's, some of them will it's be fun. working at the grocery store next year, and some of them will be. It's so difficult. I mean, they're making Major League Baseball. We could do point. a whole podcast on how how the pay scale is ridiculous for minor league base. They make it almost impossible. Yeah. But of course, to they make have a living. They have yeah. 137 rounds of the draft. So yeah. they got they've got Triple A, Double A, Single A, uh, Low A, Rookie Ball, four Rookie Ball teams, and all this other mm. crazy stuff that they got for these teams. So I understand they got to spread that out. But dude, they're making like. Twenty grand a year. It's yeah, like tw- if, that's what they make. Is like twenty to twenty four thousand dollars a year if they're lucky, right? So somebody yeah. posted. I was I follow a couple different you know baseball feeds. Yeah. And somebody posted. I guess I, I think he's a shortstop, and I don't know who won the Triple A World Series this year. <laughs> I don't. Neither do I. Um, <laughs> but whoever it was was a starting shortstop on that team, and like the last week, like his check was, uh, or the last month of the season, his check was eighty two hundred dollars. So in AAA, like, is I guess the only level like they get completely new contracts yeah. in AAA. But yeah. up until that, like, I've talked to some of those guys. Do they? Like, I mean, they gotta have 
they have they have families that take these guys in because yeah. they can't afford to live. Yeah, it's it's actually like when you really really break it down, you're like, this is slave labor. It is. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I mean, that some of them make a good get a good signing bonus, yes. but once you run out of that signing bonus, yeah. or if you're anything after like the third or fourth round, you're not you're yeah. getting you know five. Which is ninety nine percent of the guys. Yeah. yeah. So it's they. It's uh, su- it's super rough. I mean, it's. And you definitely see it, like when you're in low A, yeah. right? You you those guys are cycling in and out a lot. Like sure. you see a lot of kids coming in and a lot yeah. of kids going out, and you're like, well, where did where did they go? Yeah, where did and where did like, Dan go? Well, he couldn't feed himself, so yeah. yeah. He's, so he's back. He's back. Uh, yeah, and you do houses. <laughs> they only pay them for the time, like for the game, right? So that's like it's an hourly paycheck, they, yeah. and they only get paid for like I think it's one hour before the game and thirty minutes after the game. So uh, any of the stuff they have to do at the stadium during the day or the travel time practice, or any practice, of any of that stuff is unpaid. Yeah. So so crazy. It's it's really really tough. So it's really really tough. So well, one thing that they do get is free uniforms, free free shirts, free you know they get a, they get given to them a lot of a lot of neat stuff. So I wanted I wanted before we get any further. Oh boy, did I think I got I think I got oh here we go here we go. Is this the is this the T-shirt? It's hey, official. Nice. You my friend. Is this the you've got yourself a nosebleed <laughs> oh. sports podcast T-shirt? It's not the big giant one like we have. <laughs> but uh, that's what the rest of me and I don't know what size shirt you are. That's probably pretty close. Say XL. Yeah, it's XL. Oh, we're good <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah. Say XL. <laughs> yeah. You, whether you are or aren't, you yeah. are an XL. Uh, that's what you got today, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. you following us from the very beginning, man. It's been no, it's, uh, it's been a long uh, journey, and you've you've always sent us lots of fun things to. Uh, Steve has sent us many topics yeah, for yeah. the podcast. Yes. We've had topics start because of things that were sent over. By Mr. Snodgrass. Yeah, so I've I've always enjoyed uh, Adam's spin on like sports and athletics. Yeah. Um, a lot of lot of conversations until like three or four in the morning in front of his house. After, yeah. <laughs> after yes. games. After in games. High yes. So yeah. So there's there's always been a, a a completely different perspective that's that's always been enjoyed. So like it was really easy that's to like. Adam. Yeah, so it's really easy to like. Oh, we're doing a podcast. We're like, well, that's absolutely going to follow that. Um, <laughs> you got to start super, super late in the day. It so. is, and I apologize. You know, we apologize. We appreciate everybody that does watch it live, but it's yeah. out there afterwards. Yeah. So I, I usually listen to it on Thursday morning into work. There you go. So good. And well, you're here. It. You are here for your high school reunion. I am. Yep. So hey, class of nine. Are you going to the game Friday? I am. I will be there. Normally, the Elder Molar game would be a really great game to watch, but I got a feeling uh, you're going to be in for a whooping here uh, on Friday because these Panthers are looking good, and the Molar Crusaders are probably on the opposite end of that spectrum of looking good. Yeah, they so I actually was not so good looking at their scores from earlier in the season, and it's like either they're getting shut out or scoring a bunch of points. Like it doesn't seem to be any kind of consistency yeah. out of this. Cause I actually thought it was a typo. Yeah. <laughs> And Elder, actually, I mean, last uh, that same next game last week, that should have been, that should have been. I mean, it was a blowout. It was a blowout until the last what, twelve minutes or whatever. X scored a couple of times at the end of the game to, yeah. in garbage time, but that was a, 
That 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 should have been an absolute domination. It was pretty much, wasn't it? Except for the last couple minutes. I wasn't at the game because oh, I was I was out of town. Oh, but, that's right, you uh, were out of town. I always look for you to tell me how it was. Yeah, you're always at the game. The, that's like one of maybe like eight games I've missed since I was six years old. I was gonna so. say in your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I didn't get to see it. But that was a big win because X is really good. Yeah. Uh, and that was a big win for Elder. And it's, you know, but like Moeller gave the week before has not, you know, has not been good this year and then gave X a really hard time, almost beat X at X um, so the week before. Up. So show up still. It's, that's what we were talking about before this is sometimes GCL games, you know. That's true. There are years that even Elders had years that they were a little down and they, they, they beat a better Moeller or X team, you right. know, just because it's a – it's such a rivalry, and you you know the kids get up so much for those games. Yes, it's just, they do. They're exciting. Miss those good old days. Anyway, uh, I never played football. Obviously, neither did I. I couldn't decide if I wanted to be fat or skinny, so I didn't really have a spot on the team. Um, so uh, so so. Do you want to do you want to do some? We what we do, Steve, because you listen, so you already know. Is we like to do some NFL picks. Right. 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 Uh, every single week we do NFL picks, our locks of the week. What did we call it? The picks of the week, locks of the week. What are we calling it these days? Because I, I was, I was on fire, and then I went 0 for three last week. I so, don't know. I don't know exactly what we're calling it. Just NFL picks. NFL I don't know. picks. Just we pick against. If you want to make money, three games each. If you want to make money, follow us on. Uh, yeah, just listen to what we say because we're obviously. No, that's actually a joke. Well, yeah, Chris, you want to listen to what Let's Chris hear, says. What did we, how do we do? How do we do? Because I feel pretty confident about my picks from last yeah, week. Yeah, I know you do. I don't remember who they were, but I feel pretty confident by the look on your face. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, <laughs> the So I went 1-2 and two last week, and you went 3-0. and oh. So where does that put us overall? Overall, I'm 7-8. and eight. Ooh. You are 10-5. and five. I'm telling you what. Y'all want to make some money. <laughs> Catch sick witted on the Nosebleed Sports podcast, and we'll get you hooked up. Oh, the confidence is so thick right now. Yes, that that brings an zero and three coming this week. <laughs> so let's do this. So so what we do is every Wednesday we go off the spread on ESPN, uh, the ESPN app. So obviously it's not going to be the spread for Sunday. It'll be pretty close, uh, relatively. Anyway, we're going to let you start this thing off, Steve. Man. Mostly because that gives me. Yeah, that much extra time <laughs> yeah. to actually pull the app up and take a look at exactly what we're doing. We're going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Well, you know what, Adam, are you I ready? Am. I am ready. We're going to let go Steve ahead. go second, unless you're ready. You ready? I think I can. Three games? Three games. Three games. Three, games. three, three, games. Games. three most confident picks. <laughs> most confident picks. Have you ever, have you ever uh, uh, put money on a sporting event? Never. Yeah, I don't have any money. Oh, okay. He yeah. values his money. Yeah, so, yeah. so and I've never been – confident enough like like oh, oh yeah like oh yeah confident when, even when I these guys no, these yeah. guys these guys can beat these guys yeah. I, I have actually in the past couple years actually paid attention to the spread sure just to see how good vegas is at putting these things out like it is absolutely yeah. insane very good um i mean that's why they make the money that yeah that's that's why they don't lose yes yeah. <laughs> they don't they don't they don't build giant giant buildings on, yeah, on once losses. every five years and then yeah. tear them down and just build another one yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly on losses all right so uh go ahead uh, mr snodgrass kick us off on the picks of the week for week is it week six in the nfl week six. yeah week six. big bye week this week in the uh in the realm of fantasy football go ahead bud. so i think i'm gonna take the the 49ers over the rams Laying the the three and a half. Ah, oh, never bets on a game. Listen to him; he's got the lingo going <laughs> yeah. already. 
We're going to get smoked. <laughs> I doubt that. Um, I'm actually going to take... I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the Jets over the Cowboys, given seven and a half. Um, Hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. That given and laying is the same thing. The Cowboys are giving the Jets seven and a half, so they're getting seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. still don't understand all that. That's why I don't say those things. <laughs> um, man. Some of these are like yeah, too gotta, close for comfort, right? Yeah, you got to uh, stay like yeah. three points. It's always three points. One so, and a half. So stop the, just it. To, just to give you an idea, <laughs> normally the the rule of thumb. I don't know if it's still that way or not, but it used to be the rule of thumb was pretty much if you're at home, you start off as a three point favorite. So if yeah. it, if you're a three point favorite at home, then it's probably if it was on a neutral field, it would be a pick 'em game. Yeah. So that's kind of how uh, that, you know. Then you factor in if you're the Bengals Unless or the Dolphins. Unless you're the Dolphins or like the that. Bengals, then it's automatically minus eight. <laughs> so I think just out of out of just because somebody actually has to win uh, <laughs> this game, I think it's just going to be fun to actually pick the Redskins Ooh. in yeah. the absolute just mess of a franchise this week. <laughs> you ain't kidding there, buddy. but but they've got a good chance to beat the Dolphins. I think every yeah, that's the one right there. It, it, when you play the Dolphins, you've got a chance to win. All right, Mister Schmidt, what do you got here, buddy? So I've got I'm taking New Orleans, uh, who play who are at Jacksonville, and they are Jacksonville is a one point favorite, and uh, so I'm taking New Orleans there. And uh, we talked because we talked about that last week or two weeks dude, ago or whatever. Dude, you realize that they would have to. It's either got to be a tie or they got to win the game. And you're talking about Gardner Minshew as the quarterback on the other side yeah, of the I'm field. Yeah, I'm talking about Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback. No, of the you're talking Saints. about. Th- listen, listen. Minshew built the hospital that he was born in. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know when Chuck Norris goes to bed at night, he checks uh, underneath his bed to make sure Gardner Minshew isn't there. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And uh, <laughs> you seen taking the, Have you uh, seen this guy? Do you? <laughs> have you haven't seen? Yeah. Have you seen the beautiful mustache and the cut off jorts? I have. God, I'm so jealous of those shorts. <laughs> I'm more jealous of the thighs. Oh, I don't know I if have, I've, I I know if I've seen the shorts. <laughs> yeah. I, I have the shorts. shorts. I have, yeah, I have the, them. Have you ever seen I know, my shorts? Yes, of course. Yeah, picture those <laughs> on yeah. somebody with much bigger thighs. The crazy thing is that they're different lengths. Like, he, didn't, he didn't even cut them, cut them even. He just, yeah, they're like two inches off. You're like, what were you doing? So awesome. Hold those babies in half. Give it one snip across. Yeah. You're good to go. That guy is so awesome. I love everything about him. So I've got so I've got New Orleans there. I've got uh I'm taking the Chargers. Uh they're playing Pittsburgh and the Chargers are seven point favorites at home. And um the uh Pittsburgh Steelers may be playing with their third string quarterback yeah. this week. Uh because Mason Did, Rudolph is Mason is Rudolph still lying? Protocol. Is he still lying on the on the field lifeless <laughs> at this moment in time? I think he is. <laughs> I did hear. Didn't they drag him off by his toes? Yeah. Isn't that what they? Vontaze Perfect <laughs> did. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got New Orleans, I've got the Chargers, and then I've got Green Bay, who are four-point home favorites against Detroit. And I'm taking Green Bay there. So I've got New Orleans, mm. L.A. Chargers, Green Bay, Packers. So That's Steve, how I pronounce it. Steve, this is what I do. Why Adam talks, I just flick this thing up and down. <laughs> And then I just kind of make a stop, and I say, okay, Minnesota minus three at home against Philadelphia. I'm taking Philadelphia 
Philadelphia plus three. Write it down. Uh, and and for all you out there listening, get your pen and paper out because <laughs> I'm on fire right now. What am I? Ten and five. You're ten and five. Ten and five, brother. You want to make some money? Check it out. All right, so here we go. So we're gonna go with Philadelphia and uh, let's see, man. Uh, we'll go. Go ahead and take the Giants. No, you know you what want, I'm going to do? It's the home dog. We're going to go. My home dog of the week is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting two and a half against Carolina. And I would never take anything with the Giants, especially against New England. 17 That's, points, though? That could be. Yeah, I was tempted. <laughs> it's a lot of points. Yeah, it's a lot of points. And they've been covering, so I'm not messing with <laughs> New England. Uh, and then I'm going to take... Let's go with – I'm going to take – you know what I'm going to do? I don't yet. <laughs> but you do now. I will. I am going to take – man, I've taken Atlanta. Atlanta's been my Achilles heel this year. <laughs> but I'm going to take Atlanta minus two and a half in Arizona. All right, so read those right. back to me. I didn't write them down. <laughs> All right, so you've got uh, Philly plus three. Philly. You've got Tampa Bay minus two and a half. Tampa Bay and then Atlanta. And you have Atlanta minus There you go. All right, we got them. So that's the locks of the week. So write them down. Get them ready to go. That's where, we're, that's where it's at. We do have a uh, question from Facebook Live. Hey, the Facebook Live. Steve. What do we got? Oh, my. Terrible. No, this is, this is what it's all about. <laughs> is the... Is the uh, Army Navy game really within the Army and Navy within the Army uh, as big a deal for folks who didn't go to the academies as the media right. like hypes it up to be? Right. Yes, it is. is it? Yeah. So no, you, it's you a big get, deal. You get just as big on that, even though you didn't yeah. go to. Uh... So I mean, I I don't think. I mean, so I, we were at work that weekend uh, when Army almost beat Michigan. Yeah. And, you know, we have a couple people that get a little crazy, and they're like, you know, they'll they'll connect their phone to a TV that they brought in from home, and it's in an office or whatever, and everybody will, wow. every once in a while, just stick their head in and be like, sure. who's winning or whatever. Um, but we legitimately, like, there's 20 people crammed into an office watching <laughs> that overtime. So wow. um, there's not a lot of West Point uh, graduates um, you know, they, they will fondly refer to it as the Hudson river school for boys. Um, <laughs> and they will always say like the best, the best view of, uh, West point is in your rear view mirror as you're driving away from it. <laughs> um, but I, I think that, you know, what it represents and what it embodies in the history and the kind of heraldry that all of the service academies have kind of, you know, provided to you know the overall you know force structure is invaluable um i mean it is a mit level engineer school it is a harvard level you know you know type of education i mean wow. it's, it is a all I've of always the heard that it's all um, yeah i mean all of the service academies are like if they could actually be analyzed and ranked they would probably exceed every single Ivy League school right. out there. So what? What are they're the, amazing. What are the other schools? Because I mean, everybody knows West Point, right? Everybody right. knows West Point. So right. there's a Annapolis for the Marine Corps and Navy. Okay. And then there's the Air Force Academy, 
Which is just the Air Force just Academy. Just the Air Force Academy, yeah. So West Point's got the coolest name then by far. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, because Annapolis, they call it Annapolis because that, that's where it's at. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, exactly. That's, I feel like that's not even the name. That's like yeah. if you went to Kentucky. Yeah. So it's, um, and I've been to, I've been to West Point. I've been to Annapolis. Um, yeah, visiting. Um, both. Thankfully, but right? yeah, right. Absolutely. We've already Until discussed. You cash, we've Until already cashed those. We've already uh, discussed our grading. Uh, yeah. how all three of us did uh, yeah. schooling wise. So um, there's a reason we're in my basement talking into a microphone. And not... Yeah, and they're 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 amazing. You know, institutions. There's a ama- they're amazing, like living museums that you can walk around. Right. So I mean yeah. the the two main barracks at West Point are Grant and Lee. For sure, General Grant, General Lee. So, right, so, I mean, that's you're, you're not going to get, you know, you're not going to get that at, a, at another university. You're also not going to have any fun there either. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but so no, it is. It's absolutely. I, I still think it's a big deal. I still think it's important. Um, I agree with the um, current administration's decision to allow. Um, service academy graduates who are drafted by professional teams to defer their commitment to be able to pursue yeah, a professional th- that career. That just happened because that just came up, uh, what was that, two years ago? Was it two, three years ago that just came I mean, it's yep. been recent that this so, all came up because it was they had a guy who – he. <laughs> They kept talking about possibly having him at the Heisman Awards. I mean, he was yeah. – can't remember who he was, but he was really good. So it, the previous administration – had I guess made a verbal agreement with um, an NFL team that they were pursuing, I believe it was a Navy graduate. Yeah. Um, basically said if we if we use a draft pick on this guy, you're gonna let us have him. And they were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. He's and, gonna be in a submarine. <laughs> right. And then they came back and they kind of worked it out and they said, absolutely, actually. We actually do think this would be a positive thing for everybody involved. Yes, if you use the draft pick, you can you, you can draft him, you can take him, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And then they actually drafted him, and then they went back on the deal. Oh. So. Um, That's rough. So that left a super sour taste, obviously, in a lot of people's mouths. Um, not obviously just the NFL and that that team, but. How about yeah, the guys playing on yeah, the football the, teams? The service yeah. member and, and everybody else. So, right? so everybody was like, if there was a there's an agreement, whether it was in writing or not, whether it was you know legal or not, right? Mm-hmm. Like somebody said it, and somebody should have figured out a way to you know kind of honor it. So for them to actually go in and kind of put that in, I think it would be as like a recruiting tool. I think it would actually be pretty beneficial if somebody on Monday night is saying like West Point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. Um, so. Do those schools do they recruit football players? They do. All right, so they're still recruiting football players. Yeah, <clears throat> they just you're you're finding literally a diamond. Yeah, right. Like you're you're you finding yeah. you're finding a kid who's good enough to play Division one football, um, but also, also wants, wants to, to make a commitment. Yeah, who also wants to be in the army for six years after he graduates, and have no fun for the four years he's in college, like every that, other college kid. That's is right. right. Yeah. Gosh. Right. There's a uh, <laughs> an elder graduate that recently became just this season became a uh, coach at uh, for Navy. PJ oh, yeah? Volker, yeah, PJ Volker, yeah, I did. Really? Yep. He's a line. I think he's a linebackers coach at Navy. Because he was at uh, uh, PJ was at PJ used to PJ used to ref 
down at the sports, <laughs> yeah, at the mall. sports mall. Yeah, he refs some of my games. He yeah, some he, of our, games. he refs yeah. some of our games at the sports mall. He, uh, but he was coaching at wasn't he coaching at the Mount? He may have been. I think he was coaching at the Mount for yeah. a little while. And he went somewhere else, kind of big, I think, for a while. And yeah, then he just. Yeah, he went I went to, to school. Maybe. I graduated with his brother Joe Volker. Yeah. PJ, yeah, he used to ref us in basketball. Yeah. He was he was, was he a good ref? Well, considering <laughs> considering the ones that were around with him, no yeah, good he, officials. Yes, he was yeah. he was probably the best out of all of them because he he would actually pay attention. That's yeah. all you had to do. If you paid attention, you were a good ref. Would he just there. stand at half court and just kind of shift his weight? From uh, he, one side he moved to the a other. little bit more. He yeah. was a younger fellow. You know, he's only he was. Two, he was he only was, two yeah. years older than me. I think. Yeah, yeah he's. He was between you and I. Oh, he's between mm-hmm. us too. Okay, yep. so he was in between us. Yep. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. So there you go. He, yeah. I didn't know that. Congratulations, West mm-hmm. Point. Huh? That's got to be a yeah. fun place to coach. Sorry, it wasn't very demanding. Uh, it was. It's Navy. It was Annapolis. Yeah, yeah. Annapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway. So, but yeah, the Eagles did sign a sign a West Point graduate this year. Oh, they did. Yeah. So they 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 did get that deal made. I I don't know if I ever heard if he made the roster, but. Um, hmm. They did. They did figure it out. He got signed, um, and and I I think that's going to be a positive move. I mean, I think that sure. Yeah, you can figure that out, right? Like he can, he can go co- He can go teach or uh, you know give speeches at high schools, and you know just Re- he can be a recruiter. He could be a recruiter, right? How, did you ever do the recruiting side of things? No, you never did. No, so I you know before I was you know back on active duty. I worked in like sales and stuff like that. So it's like, so funny that the army has a sales department. <laughs> absolutely, we have a sales department. But um, that's a tough job, man. Yeah, Selling to sell the army. It's a business like any other, right? I, no, I think it's. I think it's like it, you have a product, yeah. right? And you have a customer base, right? What? Like yeah. we ideally know who we want. Sure. Yeah. Um, High school guys. And then we we have to be able to figure out like okay, once I find a potential customer i have to be able to figure out what does my potential customer gain by you know taking my product right so you know for some people it's college money they'll never use yeah um you know some people it's health insurance some people it's skills some people it's whatever so i don't think it's i don't think it's hard to sell the benefit you're gonna find somebody right pretty easily so from talking to the recruiters that i know They'll talk to probably about 25 to 50 kids to get one. And it's not because those other 49 don't want to join. It's they don't meet the qualifications. I gotcha. So it's easier to get into college than it is to get into the military. Really? Wow. Absolutely. Man, you always hear like, oh, I'm just going to go to the military. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm just going to. So we, we actively discriminate, right? Like you're too tall. You're too skinny. You're too fat. You're... Yeah, but but. But you're skinny, diabetic. Skinny you're, you have fat, bad though, eyesight. Skinny and fat, you can take care of, right? Yeah, and so we help those people out. Yeah, right. I mean, but, you're not going to be able to make Shaq shrink, but right. And I'm not growing, yeah. so. So, but it's you know, like you, your your eyesight's too bad. Your hearing is too bad. Your teeth are too bad. Your teeth? Oh yeah. Wow. Right. So, because once we've got you, we've got to take care of you, right? Yeah. So we're not going to like take on an unnecessary bill. <laughs> yeah. To a certain extent. Yeah, just- so it's it's absolutely easier and where we're really feeling that crunch is in like the special operations community. So you're talking about 1% of 1% of 1%. So is is the total number of just available people 
you know, that could join shrinks, well, it's already a shrinking pool. That pool is even going to get even smaller and smaller and smaller. So the special operations communities are feeling that crunch even more. Yeah. Um, and they're not changing their standards. <laughs> so sure. the ones that we do have get used more. Right. So you've been doing this for 20 years. Do you you obviously enjoy your job enough to continue to to reenlist? Yeah, absolutely. How long is the reenlistment every time you reenlist? So the last uh, three reenlistments I did were for six years each. Six years each. Now, do you have a choice in that, or do they come at you and basically say, "Here's the deal, I'm going to give you a six year contract." <laughs> you negotiating else. a contract? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Else, Bryce Harper. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I could. That's kind of what I could. I could. I could say I only want to do a two year contract. Yeah. Um, and they'd be like, I mean, that's dumb, but here you go. Because um, <laughs> who knows if we're going to need you or want you in two years, right? right? So I think it's, to a certain extent, it kind of locks everybody into each other. Yeah. Um, so, but no, I think the, the next one I do will probably be the last one I do. Yeah. So once you get to 20 total federal active duty service years, then they don't let you go kind of whole hog at a time, right? right? Then they're like, so you get reviewed. You're getting old now. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you said, you're just another bill. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it really does become like, how much more potential do you actually have in this organization? Yeah. So like, are you going to get promoted again? Will you fulfill some sort of strategic or organizational need? And if not, like we're just going to part ways. Yeah. Well, you're, you are now, you're, you're representing like a block in the system for somebody that's behind you that, that could potentially be could be growing yeah. beyond where you've, you know, kind of stagnated. So I think that the next, the current contract I have will take me to that end. Yeah. Um, and then I'll get reviewed and they'll basically say like, okay, you can stay, but we're only going to give you one year. And basically that's your year to kind of like tie up all your loose ends right. and plan your retirement ceremony. Um, <laughs> I heard those are like some of the absolute coolest things you can ever go to is like if you have a like I have a, a, a guy I work with whose daughter uh, put in 20, 25 years in the I want to say she was in the Navy. Yeah, Navy. She was because she was on a ship all the time. Um, but I mean, he like they brought him to tears. Yeah. When they when they you know, they come out with it's just for you. Yeah. And, you know, all that stuff. I mean, it's a pretty neat thing, they say. So, so yeah, we don't do a lot, a lot of stuff where it's like, it's all about me. Yeah. Right? It's, right. it's usually all about us. Right. Mm -hmm. So then when you have an entire day where, like, everything stops and just becomes about you, and it's even, usually they're only like an hour. Sure. Right? But, but still. But um, there's a whole planning, you know, part of that that comes in beforehand, and there's a, you know, during and after. And so you do see it. Um, yeah. I've, I get, personally, I get too emotional. Like I've worked with a lot of these guys now because yeah. I've been I've been down there for twelve years, so I've worked with a, most of these folks now for you know the better part of a decade, and so you're you're saying goodbye to somebody that you worked with like almost every day for ten years, yeah. and so it gets to the point where you're like I, it's a great thing, right? It's great for so somebody cool. to get to that yeah, point and retire, yeah, but yeah. it's like yeah, you know, just constantly saying goodbye to different people. Yeah. Um, you just like so now I, I I'm really great at setting up and putting out like the cheese platters and everything for the after, <laughs> um, and then you slip off and yeah, whatever. yeah then I like I don't go to the actual the ceremonies party. anymore <laughs> yeah for the after party <laughs> yeah there you go so you so you're coming up on the coming up on the end that's uh so do, are you going to or in your job do you have the ability to uh, retire take your pension or whatever and then possibly uh, go back in and do 
the same type of work for the army, like as a general, as like an outside as contractor. Like a contractor. I know a lot of people do stuff like that. I can. I. <sighs> you got time. You don't have to make a decision. Right? Yeah, yeah, you don't have to make it <laughs> Yeah, so I actually breaking news. Yeah, uh, let me call general. Who's yeah. the general right now? Yeah, General that. McCarty. Yeah, um, he'd, yeah, he'd be thrilled um, <laughs> to get a phone call at yeah, eleven o'clock at night. So. Um, so no, I, I actually just recently applied for a job that would actually shift. I would I would leave the active duty program, go back to like one week in a month, but I would be able to extend my career to the age of sixty doing that. Wow. So yeah. um at the end of the day, like, you know, the numbers just weren't there. Um and the position probably wasn't totally right. Um but there are other positions in the state that, you know, if they if the numbers worked and the position was right, then I would I would absolutely pull the trigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so it's really easy, right, to just know that you're going to have a job because I'm going to have to work somewhere when I retire yep. till I'm 60 or older. So to Much know, <laughs> yeah, to know that like I could stay in this organization where everybody already knows me and I already know everybody. Double dip. Right. Double, and I can double dip on them. Yeah. 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 So that would be great. Yeah. It probably won't happen. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, there was another question I was going to ask. Oh, if you were, so you've been doing this now for, like you said, going on 20 years, what would you tell to a young fellow getting ready to enlist right now so it's uh it's a very different world and it's a very different army um you know like when i joined in 99 like we were not in a war we hadn't You're really a been couple in, years away but you yeah know, we <laughs> but, yeah. yeah um you know the last you know major conflict we had was you know desert storm uh, and I don't, you know, most people wouldn't call that a major conflict. So then you're going all the way back to, you know, again, Panama, Grenada, yeah. still not a major, major conflict. Right. And so Korea that, next or and then you're going all the way back to Vietnam. Right. Yeah. So, um, my recruiter was great. He was very honest with me. He's like, we're overdue. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely going to happen in your career. Um, so just be mentally prepared for that. Um, I'm probably one of the few people that's constantly defending young people because yeah. that's who I mainly work with. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for as much, you know, baggage as, you know, young people tend to get heaped upon them today, there's still uh, young men and women out there that are still signing up knowing 100% what they're getting into. Sure. All right. So whether you join the National Guard, the Reserves, or the active duty, it doesn't matter what branch of service, like, and you've joined after September 11th, you you know a hundred percent what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like you're going to end up someplace unpleasant. Right. Um and I don't think that was the case for me. I don't think when I signed up in ninety nine, you know, for the Ohio National Guard that like I knew or had any real concept of what was gonna change in just a few years. Yeah. Um the advice I give most young people, honestly, is because I've actually just talked started talking to my neighbor who's twenty four, I think. Yeah. Very, very fit young man, very mm-hmm. mechanically inclined. And I told him, I was like, you know what? We need helicopter mechanics bad. And, you know, you do a couple years with us and maybe you love it and maybe you do 20. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you do, maybe you do six and you didn't like it. Yeah. But you still have all those skills and you can go be a contractor overseas and fix the same helicopter overseas for a contract company making, making six figures, yeah. you know, in, in nine months. So, like, I tell people, Know a hundred percent of your benefits, and exploit a hundred percent of your benefits. <laughs> so, um, get in, use it for what it's worth, and if you figure out you love it, then stay. If you figure out you got what you needed out of it, then go. Yeah. Um, but the fact that we still 
have people come and join knowing what they're getting themselves into. I don't I don't believe a lot of the the negative hype on yeah. on young people today. You mentioned 9/11. Where where were you? Were were you in the active duty at that point in time? No, so I was in the National Guard. You're still in the National Guard. I was Guard. in the National yeah. Guard, but it was in it was kind of a strange transition point. So I was in uh I was at the USC or UC Blue Ash campus. Yeah. I was in a paramedic class. Um, and yeah, that was for the most part before, like I had a flip phone, Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't have sure. like, you know, I didn't have a smartphone. Um, and so everybody started getting, and it, it's most of the people in that class were firefighters and EMTs and things like that. Um, it was me and one other guy in the army <laughs> from our unit. Yeah. Um, and I had just, um, like kind of interviewed and done some physical tryout stuff to be in the special forces unit that's in Columbus. So, you know, we're getting phone calls and text messages with the, like, we don't care what you're doing, leave now, come here. Wow. So, um, we kind of were like, we're going. Just got up in the middle of class and yeah, left? like, we got to go. And so, but everybody else was like, the instructor was like, what? And I was like, I don't know, the Army's calling, we're leaving. <laughs> this um, dummy, it's just CP, it's not going to get CPR. This yeah, dummy's yeah. going to die. Sorry yeah. to this, but that dummy's and, out. And so everybody else in the class was like, something's going on because, like, I'm getting text messages and phone calls. And, you know, people still have pagers, right? So people are like, I'm getting, like, everybody I know is sending me 911, call me, 911, call me. So, um, yeah, it was a crazy day. And I spent, you know, a couple couple days in Columbus, you know, just kind of ready to go. We didn't go anywhere. Just kind of hanging out (laughs) to see if something was going to happen or not. And, And, you know, they... Some of those guys went. You know, I wasn't one of them. What do they do with you in that case? So you go to Columbus. Is there a is there somewhere they put you up, or they just stick yeah, you in so a we bunch were, of hotels? Or no, we just you just sleep on the floor. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we just we slept in the armory, and yeah. you know it's just a you know steel building, concrete yeah. floor. So just pop out your yeah. or your sleeping blanket get, and get 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 someplace comfortable. <laughs> we were a lot so. I was on like the training team then. Yeah. Um, so we weren't actually allowed in the building most of the time. So we had to sit outside. Ugh. So they at least let us inside. Well, nice. <laughs> so, so that was that was way better. Yeah. Um, what it had been. Than what sure. it had been. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. rain, shine, sleet, snow, just stand out there. Yep. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so yeah, it wasn't. Um, yeah, that was that was exciting because you don't know what's going to happen, and it's. Nerve-wracking because you don't know what's going to happen. Yep. Scary because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's exciting because you don't Terrifying. know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, you, every you, kind of emotion you could possibly yeah. have, and mostly what it was was boredom. Because <laughs> <laughs> your emotion too. Yeah, because yeah, sure. you're like, I thought, we, like, what? Let's go. Let's yeah, like, let's go get these guys. Man, let's go yeah. get them. And yeah. they're like, just calm down. Yeah, like <laughs> we'll send you we'll, when it's time. We'll let you know. <laughs> like trust us like just, just put your put your medical tape away yeah and just yeah, put it yeah. in your duffel bag and yeah. just hold on a second so yeah man how about that but i don't know for for the most part I, that that event obviously clearly changed the world it clearly changed my life it sure. changed you know thousands and thousands and thousands of people's lives um, did that make you want to stay more or were you ready to go at that point or, or were you thinking more of, oh, man, maybe this isn't what I want to do? 
Uh, so no, I was because you're a young guy at that point. You might, yeah. I mean, you you could have been. Yeah, so I had I only had you know I was more than halfway through my first contract, so that would have been like one of those opportunities to be like maybe this isn't yeah the exactly. place for me. Yeah, um, I think that that unit specifically was a really unique place. Like I'd gone from the armor unit that was here in Cincinnati up there, and it's just a it's a smaller group of people. They're much more motivated, right? Everybody's very Type A and kind of yeah gung ho. Um, so when you've got a big group of people. And you're like, hey guys, let's let's clean up this bus, right? All of a sudden, there's 25 people trying to go clean up a bus, yeah, right. Yeah. Versus if you the unit here in Cincinnati was like, hey, go clean up the bus, like there would be 25 people staring at each other, trying to figure out how not to go clean the bus. <laughs> so it was easier in those kind of, in, in that time. Like, a I'm younger, I wasn't married and I didn't have family and sure. any of those other commitments. So it was easier to be like, this is absolutely what I want to do with the rest of my life. I want to jump out of airplanes and, yeah. and you know, save the princess. Yeah. Right. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I, I've never, I've never really wavered. Uh, there was a time, it was 2008. I had, yeah, I had nine years in, Yeah, you know, they, I've always said 10 years was the magic mark. And you kind of go over 10, you're kind of pot committed to 20. Yeah. Um, I had an opportunity. I was actually going to get a signing bonus. Hey. See, so, so something about negotiating those yeah. contracts. So, but the deal was if I, if I did six years, I was going to get twice as much if I did three years. Well, either way, I was going to end up over 10. And so my thing was, well, either I'm doing six years and we're 100%, we're all into 20. Yeah. Or I'm walking away 100%. And I just... I had that feeling like I don't feel like I'm done with what I can do in the army. I don't feel like the army is done with what they can do with me. So, you know, I signed up for another six years and it's been six years after that. And then another six years. So, so yeah, it's, it's probably never going to stop. Like ideally I will stay a total of like a total, total number of years would be 28 total years. Yeah. Wow. So that would be ideal. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but that would be ideal. (laughs) You know, I right. haven't even been alive 28 years yet. <laughs> You're a young man. Yeah. yeah. Young man. Well, Steve, listen, man. Hey, we appreciate. Yeah, it was I'm awesome. I'm sure you hear it all the time. We appreciate your service. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, real quick, before we get out of here, I know I'm terrible. As soon as I say something, I think about it. <laughs> As somebody in the service, when people say, I appreciate your service, is that eventually get old and annoying so or is it like, or, or do you really feel the appreciation? So we really feel the appreciation. So Columbia is a military town. It's Fort Jackson. It's the largest training base. Like more people go to basic training in Columbia than anywhere else. Okay. All right. So there's always military people walking around Columbia. Now, mostly they've, they've been in the army nine weeks. Right. All right. So they don't hundred percent count. Yeah. But, um, so like when <laughs> they, they get, when they, they get count. thanked for their service, it's a little like, yeah, well, he really yeah. Done appreciate it. it yeah. yeah, thank That's you for it. your potential service, yeah. they baby. Just, but they just worked him out and got him in <laughs> yeah, shape. Yeah, yeah. Really, really, we've helped him. Right, <laughs> yeah. nothing for you. Right. So you're welcome for yes. your service. It is. It's the hardest question because it's again, it, it's suddenly it's it's about me when it's never supposed to be about me. We're, sure. we're it's a team yeah. team aspect. Um, I actually have just because to avoid being about thanked. You. Yeah, yeah, I actually now come to work in like just civilian clothes. And I leave work in civilian clothes, so I change out of my uniform and into my uniform. Really? Um, 
So, so just so not, I don't have to travel that way. It's not that it's something that annoys you when people say that stuff, but it's 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 slightly uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable because it makes it about us, sure. right? And it's not about me. It's but about. But it's okay to say, right? Like, I mean, a, yeah. So like, it's not something where I'm annoying some guy. No, it's absolutely just a not. Slight, making you slightly uncomfortable, but <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's, yeah. So it's. I'm all about making people uncomfortable. <laughs> I, everybody should absolutely, you know. If, if you want, if you want to thank everybody for their service, thank everybody for their service. I will say that you should probably thank your local police officers, firefighters, and EMTs just as much, if yeah, not more. Because <laughs> um, I mean, there's some neighborhoods and in, in some of these towns that are probably worse than some of the neighborhoods I was in overseas. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's 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 a hard question to answer because, like, what I mean, what do you say? Like, well, I mean, they pay me every day, so I, yeah, I come. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's hard to be. Um, I was. We were going through an airport one time, and somebody told one of our captains, "Thank you for your service." And he was just having a really bad day. We'd been traveling for like four days straight, yeah, from overseas back, back to into here, the States. and like being hopped around different airports all over the world. And so he's like, "What the fuck am I supposed to say that?" Like, like, rah, rah. and she, like, the person was still there, like, well, "I'll never say it to you again." And so <laughs> she probably never said it to anyone ever. <laughs> so he's like, ah, "That's terrible. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done that." And I was like, "You're just tired. Yeah. Like, you need a Snickers." And so. <laughs> So yeah, it's absolutely keep saying it to everybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely say it to everybody. Uh, just don't be totally shocked when they kind of give you like if this, they, like thing. If they do give you kind of a roll in the eye or something yeah. like that, it's nothing that you did personally. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. I've always wondered that because it sometimes it feels like, man, I don't. How annoyed is this guy probably from getting hearing that all day, every day, whatever, yeah. when they come not, back? Or... Not enough that he's not changing out of his uniform before he leaves his office. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yes. I got you. That's you're yeah, that's, yeah. And what what it really turned into is it, it actually turned into something that was more uncomfortable for my kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we would be at a restaurant because I'd pick them up and we're just like running ooh, through Chick-fil-A or whatever. Yeah. And then like there's 10 people coming up to me and – like they started to kind of feel like, I don't thank you for your service every day. Like shit. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just let's move on. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. Get, exactly. get your food. Let's go. Yeah. So I, I actually, I feel like I honestly did it more for them and it was just easier for us to move around and yeah. activities after right. work. If mm. that was just taken out of that equation. I gotcha. get that. Yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. There you go. Hey, well, once again, man, appreciate the service. Yeah, we appreciate you. the follow. We appreciate all uh, all of the support that you've given the Nosebleed Sports Podcast over the past couple of years. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a bunch. We appreciate you being yeah, here. You guys are awesome. I appreciate, and, appreciate and for it. For coming into town and taking time to come yeah. down to the to the Rum Dumb Studios and hang out. He's gonna I think he's gonna stop by his his high school reunion, but he came here specifically <laughs> yes. for this. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, this is this we've is a big had deal. this planned for a while. <laughs> we have. I mean, we planned yeah. this way before the reunion. Yeah, right? I think I actually <laughs> committed to this before I committed to the football game on Friday. There you <laughs> <go>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, once again, we appreciate it. Uh Check out the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. We're every Wednesday night, ten thirty p.m. live on the Facebook uh, on the Facebook Live, and uh, you can catch us on all of the other platforms. The Instagram, no, not the Instagram. No, we're on stay the, tuned. the SoundCloud. Oh, stay tuned because <laughs> uh, I think I posted our very first uh, picture to the Gram. That's what I heard and, the kids and, call it the other day. Yeah, that's right, the Gram. And what is our uh, what is our uh, handle on the Instagram? Nosebleed Sports. 
it's got the picture you know it's got our logo on it if you, you follow go. us anywhere Just else it's the nosebleeds. same logo nosebleed sports however you want to do it uh but check it out on the gram man we're on the gram officially uh i still got to figure out the insta snap and, and some of the other ones but we're gonna get this thing going so anyway you can check us on out all the other platforms iHeartRadio, itunes youtube uh, the face tube and every other tube there is. <laughs> Adam, Steve, thank you so much. Adam, everybody out there, don't forget to turn your headlights on. 